Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that the Holy Spirit would open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is, without a doubt, a connection between all three readings with a theme that gives caution to the one who has resources to steward, for there's a responsibility that comes with it. And most Sundays the lectionary doesn't have all these readings connect together, but this one clearly, clearly does, where the Old Testament, we've heard for weeks in Amos about the caution of those who ignore those in need, that emerges in the epistle as well. And then we hear this parable that Jesus tells here in Luke's Gospel. And in the parable we're told there's a rich man dressed in purple and fine linen and feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus. And in that opening we can picture this scene, could we not? of this sumptuous feasting going on. Well, right outside the door is someone in need. And it's an interesting image that in this sumptuous living, he's gated himself off nicely uh, from having to, to see or deal with anybody that's, that's in need. And I think there's a caution as we hear the parable asking each of us to examine our own hearts, our own eyes, and find the ways perhaps in which we have walled ourselves off, gated ourselves off to the point where we may not even perceive or see the person in need. And if anyone has ever taken a trip to New York City and walked uh, amongst the city. I'm sure we have all passed plenty of people in need and how easy it is to almost put a wall of invisibility as we go about our life from here to there and not even see. But in this parable, Jesus is clearly calling us to open the eyes of our hearts, to question our motivation about how we steward our resources. Because as we see in this parable, one minute uh, there's this great discrepancy, then they both die, and it's interesting that even in their death, we're told that the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died, and there's three words here that were not in the previous sentence, and was buried. So it seems that even in death there's an inequality that, that's not being dealt with. The rich man is buried, and now he finds, both men find that their circumstances are completely switched around. 
upside, completely upside down from what they were before. And we hear the words of the man who finds himself in torment, um, who still seems to, to want to have Lazarus go and do these things uh, for him, even though he couldn't acknowledge that he was there before. Now he wants to send him on a mission. Uh, but Abraham says, well, no, that's not how it's going to work. And as the parable continues, what we find is the man begging then, well, fine then. If you can't help me, send somebody to tell my brothers to shape up and to live a different way. And if somebody comes from the dead, well, then they'll, they'll check their heart, then they'll repent, then they will turn. And in the parable, Moses says, well, or Abraham says, well, they have Moses and the prophets. In other words, they've been given all the instructions. If they're not going to follow them, and he says, no, 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 but send somebody from the dead. That'll do it. And certainly this is, this is a foreshadowing, knowing that Jesus will rise from the dead and people still will not be convinced and hear. And so there's this caution then. You, you've been given the tools. If they're not going to, to listen, they're not going to change their ways. And that's the call to examine our hearts. That's the move of repentance. That's the opening of our eyes to the needs that we see around us. Because even in the epistle reading, as Paul writes to Timothy, he cautions that those who have been entrusted with resources to steward must use them for good in the building up of God's kingdom and in the service of others. And there's a caution to not uh, go about life seeking to just accumulate more things. But if we have food and clothes, that's enough to be cautious. And that caution appears over and over and over again in Scripture. And I believe that I've said before, but I think it's important for us to, to keep in the forefront of our mind that the caution is, be careful that your possessions do not possess you. That we have been entrusted with things, and then God gives us a mission to go and use those resources rightly. But if we're not careful, we can gate ourselves off. We can close our eyes that we don't see. And we have everything that we need, but around us, there's a need. Now, certainly, I don't mean to make it sound that individually, any one of us is going to solve all world need by ourselves. That's not going to happen. Right? That's a big problem around us. But again, think of the small differences that get made if all those who are following Jesus have their eyes and hearts open. How many little ways can things be addressed if we've not gated ourselves off, if we've not blinded our eyes, and we simply respond as God leads in whatever situation we find ourselves? That's the call of the gospel. That call to just check our motivations, check our hearts, and to turn back. 
And ultimately, that's really what it's all about anyway, because the, the message of the gospel is that all would open their hearts to hear the Lord, to receive what's been done, to receive his love and his mercy and grace, and to turn from our sin and walking away from God and turn and walk with God. That's the good news of the gospel. That's the new life that's available to each and every single one of us. And what we find is that as Jesus lives in and through us, then as we meet people's needs, what's supposed to happen is they encounter Christ. It's not supposed to be for our honor and glory and to get a trophy or your picture in the paper, but that in encountering Christ in us, they too might hear the voice of the living God that we might steward rightly the resources entrusted to us, and that we might ask ourselves, uh, as part of our ongoing reflection, do we have things that we possess and steward, or are things possessing us? And what's my motivation for my action or lack of action? These are the types of heart questions that Jesus calls us to. And certainly, with most of of the teachings of Jesus, what we should hear is a sense of urgency to, to get about this business of reflection, of checking ourselves. Don't wait for five more days, but take to heart the message of the gospel. Receive the forgiveness, love, mercy, and grace of Christ. And may we then be empowered by the Spirit to use whatever God has entrusted to us for the building up of God's kingdom, to reach out to those in need, and to be content with having more than we need, and to not let that, that worldly temptation to just seek after more and more, to consume us and override the example we saw in Jesus, which is to give ourselves completely in the service of others. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We thank you for the new life that we have found in and through Jesus Christ. And we pray that the Holy Spirit would continue to shape our hearts. May we be transformed into your image and likeness and live our lives to your honor and glory. May we steward all that you've entrusted to us diligently. And may our eyes and our hearts be open to those in need. That we might hear your call when to respond and how to respond. And we ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.